0: Hey guys, this is Georgia with Ancient Aliens and you're listening to That One Time I Was Abducted by Aliens with Jamie and Brie.
1: You're listening to That One Time I Was Abducted by Aliens. I'm Jamie. I'm Brie. And we're two sides of the coin. buddy welcome to something new that we have going on here. Bree, how are you today?
2: I'm so great, Jamie. How are you?
1: I'm good. You guys might notice that someone is uh, on the screen with us pouring himself a beer and you know <laughs> Bobby is a longtime friend of ours through the podcast. We've all never met in person one day. Um, But Bobby has this immense passion for the alien topic, UFOs, cryptids, Bigfoots, you name it. He's really into it. And he tries sometimes to talk about it on his podcast. He has this thing called Bobby's uh, Cryptid Corner. And his co-host just refuses to let him talk about anything Bigfoot or anything paranormal. So we thought, why don't we still Bobby end the segment and just turn it into a new fun thing for you guys. And Bobby can really shine here and like show his true passion. And I think you guys are gonna be ridiculously surprised about how knowledgeable he is about this kind of stuff and how much research he does. So Bobby, welcome to the motherfucking show.
0: Hey, thanks for having me, Jamie and Bree. It's great, uh, great to be here. Um, let's not let's not get carried away with that expertise stuff i would say <laughs> that um that i am into bigfoot as much as you guys are into ufos and aliens and you're probably into bigfoot as much as i'm into ufos and aliens so
1: interesting yes. Yes, yeah very much so
0: so, so I then think you this, would be an expert well you know that's subjective i guess i guess there's no real like qualif qualifications for really any of these especially like recognized by mainstream academia so armchair researcher I guess is a more legit than most people who are not even willing to look into it so
1: absolutely so Brie we have to have a conversation because on a few episodes <laughs> back you had made some comments about Bigfoot and I think that we, one, need to clarify about Bree's stance on Bigfoot, and then we also need to talk about the YouTube drama where people have been calling you out about Bigfoot.
2: I know, what is up with that? Okay, so. So
1: explain yourself, because people think that you hate Bigfoot. I see comments online that says, oh yeah, one of those girls hates Bigfoot.
2: I don't know where that came
1: from. Okay, I thought I made it very clear.
2: I said, I, believe i want to believe i just don't know if i took a lie detector test where you know you have to really a hundred percent believe how you feel i don't know if i would pass if i said yes like there's there's a skeptical part of me but there's no part of me that hates bigfoot you know i've gone bigfoot hunting with other people that are quite professional in you know the whole realm and have even been on like finding bigfoot and stuff on um tv and i've seen casts of bigfoot that i thought were very believable i've heard sounds from um bigfoot as well i just i just have a skeptical
1: side of me that's all and that's understandable but i think what we're going to do here today with this first episode is we're going to make it so that if you did take a lie detector test you knew bigfoot was real but I'm here's not, my thing with that, that though. Yeah, things. well,
2: yeah. I one thing that I did say on this on that episode where we brought it up was that I think you have to have your own experience with something to fully believe in it. And obviously with aliens and UFOs, I've had plenty of my own experiences. And I haven't had my own with Bigfoot. I haven't like been in the presence of a Bigfoot. So I I really don't believe that i will lose that skeptical side until that happens that's respectable
0: that's super interesting because you are open to more fringy things yeah well that's Um, what i mean i'm
2: definitely open to it i just think i have to be in the presence and be like oh shit, this thing is a hundred percent real i like believing in the idea how about that
0: have you ever seen a panda bear in the wild
2: that's like the 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 God argument when people are like, "Do you believe yeah. in God?" No. Have Do you believe in a million dollars? Yes. Have you seen a million dollars? No.
0: <laughs> right. So it all boils down to the uh, the message you re- you've received uh, by the institutions or the the population, the consensus to accept these types of things. Um, I'm just here. I'm I'm just kind of agnostic about everything. I just I'm kind of to be honest. I'm confessing that I'm a lot like you, Bree in that sense like i'm just more interested in it than like want it to be real or don't want it to be real um part of me wants this stuff to remain a mystery so that we have mm-hmm. podcasts to record you know what i mean
2: well not only so, that yeah. but people that want to hunt bigfoot to like shoot it and i like that aspect that he is, seems to be very elusive i don't i would never want us to actually capture a bigfoot i think that would be super fucked up
1: i agree i agree um okay so in that realm then what is it that bigfoot is right like is bigfoot this yeti this bear is it this ghost kind of thing is it Mm -hmm. this alien or this extra-dimensional being like what do you guys think it could possibly be
0: the the short answer to that is I don't know. Mm-hmm. But what I can do is I can give you some consistent, relatively consistent physical attributes and, okay. and locational attributes um that that fall in line with every camp really of, of what people believe it it may be. Okay. So just to get this out of the way, not to insult anyone in your audience's uh, intelligence on the, the elusive Sasquatch um traditionally six to ten feet tall right i've read reports of, of taller 12 15 at times but you know when you're in that moment let me ask you this you guys have witnessed alien stuff right
3: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: do you feel like you were at a cognizant place to like take in everything you were experiencing
1: No, absolutely not. And we've made comments about this before, especially in the UFO field. Like when people are very specific about how tall or how far something was away, we always call bullshit because there's no way that you know those type of things or you remember those things. You weren't thinking about that shit when you were experiencing whatever happens. So we tend to have like, it's a tall tale sign when someone is very specific, like, oh, it was exactly five foot four. It's like, your story You didn't have a tape measure. Exactly. You did not bring a tape measure.
0: Yeah. So your brain, like you think about how um uh witness eyewitness accounts in court doesn't hold up nearly as well yep. as well as you know hard physical evidence and um a lot of that has to do with like like okay you as the per the witness just saw something incredible and this is just like in court it's just like real world stuff like things that mm-hmm. do we know do happen so someone witnesses a murder that's still not something someone sees every day but they know that that happens right with bigfoot um it's that plus this isn't supposed to exist and probably mm-hmm. with aliens and UFOs to some degree as well. Um, but the consistencies here, here are a little too consistent. So six to 11 feet tall, uh, covered in hair, not fur. Okay, so a lot of people will be very specific about that it wasn't fur. it wasn't like a bear or a dog. It's like almost like a human, a nappy human hair, right? um coloring is usually auburn brown black there's reports of like gray and white ones and i feel like there's a few a few blonde ones as well um and then mm, a lot of the reports claim that the face is more like human with a pronounced brow with a hooded nose uh, and then there's other reports that claim it looks more like an ape so it kind of runs the gamut and there's all kinds of different subcategories or subspecies if you will of of the uh various ones. The the primary one that we think of as Bigfoot or Sasquatch is that classic Northern California, Pacific Northwest, six to eleven foot tall auburn beast in the in the woods there. But we'll get Does into Does the
2: Dogman fit into that category too?
0: I I don't know why, but I don't dislike I don't dislike the, the dogman, but I just don't dive into it. I don't gravitate towards it as much, but it falls into it as far as a cryptid goes. Um, A lot of people think that the dog man is either demonic or interdimensional or something more uh, esoteric than a a flesh and blood creature. Mm. And that does overlap with a lot of the camps within, within Bigfoot as well.
2: So interesting.
0: So what, what I wanted to do with you guys is just kind of go through the camps of, of what people believe about this. We'll, we'll learn a lot along the way, just in general, but I think you're going to notice a lot of parallels between what's going on in this world and what's going on in the UFO alien world. And what's interesting is there is a a merging at some point of those two, Mm -hmm. but I still think everything's like everything's super tribal in the community, just in UFOs. Right. You have like your ancient astronaut people, mm-hmm. you got your abductee people, you got your, your uh, nuts and um, bolts.
1: You have your consciousness nuts people. And bolts yeah. People.
0: yeah, New age people, the same, it's the same exact thing in, in, uh, the Bigfoot world. So let's talk nuts and bolts, Bigfoot version of Stanton Friedman, nuts mm-hmm. and bolts. is going to be the flesh and blood camp. And these are like your Jeff Meldrums of the world. Mm-hmm. You've probably seen them on any Bigfoot, uh, documentary that's ever been out there and he's actually one of the few like actual academics that's started reason hasn't been shunned by uh you know orthodox science uh you also have like kind of your bfro types um a lot of the people on shows like finding bigfoot are more don't gravitate into or flirt with the the weirder side of things
3: Mm
0: -hmm. um a lot of this has to do with just maintaining the phenomenon within orthodox science so that like people will maybe at some point i guess respect it or acknowledge it or whatever it may be
3: Mm
0: -hmm. um a big part of the mentality here is like they want to avoid anything more outlandish because the subject Mm -hmm. is so controversial in and of itself without all these other crazy interdimensional things so kind of like I will so, believe in beta, nuts and
2: bolts but, people. Yeah, I believe exactly. in. Beta, but like but in the UFO aliens, world, yeah, yeah. Exactly. the UFO world. Those are the nuts and bolts people that don't really deal with like the, the metaphysical side of things or you know con- consciousness aspect. They don't. They don't want to mix those because they feel like it contaminates the science of it. So that makes sense.
0: Yeah. So that said, I mean that's a big part of, uh, I guess. Uh, if you if you extrapolate that out and, and close your mind and stay within orthodox science, that's one reason to uh, not cover it up, but like to just dismiss it. Um, so, for instance, if they're like, what are some theories as to, as to why UFOs and aliens are being covered up by like mainstream science or media or whatever?
1: Technology. Yeah, technology. Um, I think another one would probably
0: monetary gain.
1: As in like, um,
2: especially if there was a a crashed craft that we back engineered that. And so if we were to expose that to the world, our adversaries could potentially learn that technology as well. And then we would be like, yeah. Yeah.
1: And well, then okay. you also have to think like a uh, society collapsed too. So- yeah, free energy. Society is collapsing because we no longer are under the petrodollar, because oil doesn't matter, because energy is free. So we mm-hmm. you know, if that is a real thing, of course they don't want to tell that to America because it topples their system of of economy. So, and so it the challenge is thre- science.
0: The common thread here is agenda, right? hmm Yeah. There's an agenda even if it's someone that's just a true heart of heart scientific skeptic product of the enlightenment like someone that just is a no-nonsense there's still an agenda there on some level right Mm -hmm. it's about protecting that no-nonsense ideology or it's about protecting your academic reputation Mm -hmm. or it's about i spent my entire life writing about you know whatever the history of egypt and it's been the staple of like the mainstream consensus and the minute you throw a wrench in that gear your entire life's work is yep completely kaput so there's that and that same thing with bigfoot and and anthropology and even archaeology and and things like that biology obviously zoology um and then there's also stuff like the lumber industry there's the whole government thing like you know everything from are these escaped government experiments to the government doesn't want this to get out because it's going to collapse everyone's entire paradigm and and the world will like descend into chaos kind of thing right Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: So, like i think there's a huge venn diagram there between bigfoot world and and ufo alien world
2: i can see it definitely
1: i can too so so there's this camp that's this like nuts and bolts so like what what other camps are there outside of just more nuts and bolts
0: um okay so let me let me just let me just go into the theories of the nuts and bolts. Oh okay tell me and things yeah. or the flesh and blood camp. Mm-hmm. It's it's really relic hominid uh there was a jawbone found i believe in China several decades ago that pointed to the existence of a large ape-like creature now known as Gigantopithecus so they've never mm-hmm. i don't believe ever found any other remnants of it um but they they designed this ape creature based on this giant jawbone and there's there's hybrid theories of like relic hominids breeding with humans which again this is like the scientific side of things right Mm -hmm. so and this is happening everywhere this is happening um a big one in russia is like the alma who's supposed to be more like kind of a, a neanderthal like kind of hairy caveman type thing yeah uh you, of course the yeti or the abominable snowman mm-hmm. around tibet and in the, the himalayas you have the Yowie in australia which is more or less seems to be a bit more like the one in the pacific northwest or like the more uh paranormal mm-hmm. side of things um but then you know you have all this crazy stuff um and, and you have mainstream science you know dismissing it but science is is by design meant to do that right mm-hmm. it's not just corruption of the institution it's also like this is how science works it's like we have a hypothesis and more or less try to disprove it rather than prove, prove it, it.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: um but then you have like okay so you have that like camp of like western rationalism and then you 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 get people into you know uh, colonizing or, or whatever in and, and finding these indigenous indigenous cultures that are speaking of these creatures in, in folklore and then the the westerners kind of dismiss it um it's that kind of thing but it's like still happening just not necessarily geographically just you know um ideologically i guess mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but the, the example would be like the gorilla like people didn't really think that there was gorillas before they found right. them before white people found them yeah right? Uh, the yeah. giant squid, the panda bear, there's, there's countless examples of this.
1: Do these, I've some also bo- heard of like, oh,
2: oh sorry, go, go ahead. Okay. Oh, I was going to say see- I've
1: also heard oh. of it. <laughs> <laughs> I love when we do this. You go.
2: I was going to say, I've also heard of it being like, uh, like the missing link.
1: That's exactly between, what I was like, going to say. That's exactly. Uh, I was going to be like, do you, do these people also believe that maybe Bigfoot is that missing link that, that, you know, we never found those bones because Bigfoot is this like missing link in between.
0: I'm sure that there is that it, it seems to be in most camps. I feel like it seems to be more of like an, like when you look at the evolution, like that classic, like staircase evolution picture, it's more like a tree that branches out rather than,
3: mm. um mm-hmm. rather than
0: the, the stairs that you see. But if you, if you think of it this way, if you want to subscribe to that, the Bigfoot is like an intel more intelligent being than say something like a, a gorilla or a chimpanzee or something. I mean, yeah, you can, you could possibly make that argument that like it fits somewhere between humans and you know great apes Mm -hmm. and any kind of I mean there's a lot of uh there's a lot of like skepticism and um muddied waters with I believe they tested hair about Mm -hmm. a decade ago uh Dr. Melba Ketchum who's like an accredited geneticist I believe geneticist something like that Someone that knows how to do this stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And the results came back and it was, was like a hybrid, basically. I believe it's a female human with a male great ape type creature
3: mm.
0: is is yeah. what they determined. From but again, I don't know all the politics of it, but all I do know is that that whole story is very uh, muddy in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, yeah. who's
2: banging monkeys? Jeez. <laughs>
1: Well, and then also, do you guys, so something that we see in the UFO field when it comes to like physical evidence like that is there is a completely hands-off situation going on with the labs. They don't want to touch anything alien. They don't want to test anything. Even, even if they do the results, a lot of times they say that they purposely give very normal results because they don't want their lab to be discredited or like these, these people don't want to lose their jobs coming out saying that. So do you, do you see that in that Bigfoot community as well, that you have that same kind of thing? Are they a little bit yeah. more prone to actually looking into it because it is more nuts and boltsy, y flesh and blood?
0: Well, what's interesting about that question at this very moment, it seems like mainstream academia in the establishment is more interested in UFOs and aliens now than ever before. But to your point, yeah, I mean, that that's kind of what I was getting at with, is like, people want to protect the institution. They want to protect the agenda. They want to protect what they built their credibility on. And on top of that, getting funding to investigate these things that more than likely, according to these people are not real. Like it's like a cost benefit analysis thing, right? Like it's Mm -hmm. like, well, we don't have the resources to look into this because there's no demand for the resources. I mean, there are people there are like kind of eccentric um, entrepreneur types that have sunken a lot of money into investigating this type of stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, when you break it down with with how the institutions work, no one wants to put the money up. And even if they did, what are you going to do with that information? Science is still going to try to probably stifle it because it's protecting its agenda and it's mm-hmm. old, like paradigm. Um, there's just so many variables in there that that affect whether or not this is real. So it's not necessarily about a nefarious agenda by the government to to cover this information up. It's just like, why? Why would we look into that? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even like, yes, if we discovered a body of, of a Bigfoot or a body of an alien and put it on a slab, um, that would be a profound scientific discovery, right? Mm-hmm. But what, how is the institution going to react to that? I mm-hmm. guess is, and it's probably not going to be positively.
1: Probably not, no, but I think that that's anything that goes outside of our like mainstream quote unquote normal, right? It's the same thing with aliens. I mean, you see it more in the news now, but it's still like this very taboo kind of thing. So it's, it's, we're just beginning to talk about these kind of things, right?
0: Right. And, and it's interesting with the UFO stuff because it's almost like, okay, the establishment has now given us permission to discuss this. Whereas, we like, we find so like, oh, it so stupid it's stupid which it makes me skeptical of the whole thing and i I would love to go on a whole tangent about that but i won't but um as soon as as soon as these institutions i'll leave it at this as soon as these institutions have that have been mocking and, and hiding these truths or, or these things worth investigating as soon as they start giving you permission to do it that's when i stop trusting the narrative altogether especially from those people
1: i agree absolutely
2: That's why we don't like anything going on recently
1: (laughs) exactly yeah or the nuts and bolts side of things in general because it's it's exactly that way and we find it just so dumb it's so bureaucratic
0: yes that yes that's a great way to put it all right as far as like bigfoot evidence goes like Mm -hmm. there's there's a substantial enough amount to like pique my interest in a a handful of academics not to imply i am one i'm just interested in the topic
3: Mm -hmm. um
0: but obviously Uh, Okay, so the modern Bigfoot lore, like in our lexicon, came around in the late 50s. This dude, Jerry Crew, was working um, on a construction site Mm -hmm. in Bluff Creek, Northern California. Um, Noticed some odd-looking giant human-like footprints, took some casts of it. Uh, The newspaper covering the story coined the term Bigfoot. And and, in a loss, like the modern, how we understand it in pop culture today, that's basically where it comes from. That's not to say there's not eyewitness accounts and newspaper accounts going way back before that. Um but if you get into the like the eyewitness accounts or the uh the journal entries and newspaper accounts stuff like that of like wild men going back to like the 1800s there's so many that's so much meat for the skeptics to chew on for multiple reasons. So you have like okay, yeah, people you know, you know, Native Americans, like, you know, dressed in, in garb or whatever. Uh, people were just more prone to going and living a, a, a life of solitude as as more primal man. And then on top of that, just like what we've seen in the media today, like the newspapers are there not to report news. The newspapers are there to sell newspapers.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So all those criticisms about the media that we just kind of defaulted to about the UFO stuff those things, those same skepticisms can be applied to the people trying to sell newspapers in the 1800s and and reporting wild men, right? Mm
1: -hmm. So do you think that there's maybe a possibility that, okay, these wild men, right? Because immediately where my mind goes is like skinwalkers and windangos and like that kind of stuff. So like, I don't know, I feel like back then that a lot of that stuff was probably very prevalent. And so maybe that's what they're seeing. And none of that shit is related to Bigfoot at all.
0: Yeah, that's possible. And I mean, but that's not like that, there's definitely a more like paranormal camp or paranormal side to all this.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Excuse me. Um, so, I mean, I mean, are, what exactly are, are you getting at with that question? So, are we are we saying like, okay? are we analyzing this from mainstream science or accepting that the possibility of...
1: Well, no, I'm just more saying like, you're talking about skeptics like to use all of that information, those previous reports as like, oh, see, they could be talking about anything, it's that. But then also like with that same thing, like you can connect it to a lot of things though. Like I see that and I don't necessarily think Bigfoot, I think more Wendango like or Skinwalker or something like that. So I don't think that necessarily from the skeptic side, it's like the greatest like thing to be like, oh, well, it could be anything. Well, Yeah, Yeah, it's literally... It literally could be anything, so I just I find that not. It's like what you were saying earlier about science. Like you you want to disprove it because it's easier than to prove it. And I just feel like saying something like that is such a cop out from the skeptic's point of view because like oh it could be anything. Well anything could be anything.
0: I, I agree, and I and I, I I believe that there is a necessity for skepticism I and mean, there's a necessity for hard, you know, scientific protocol. But uh, I think that life is more fun when you're giving certain things the benefit of the doubt because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not a scientist, you know, but um, I mean, there is tangible evidence out there for this stuff and that's the tangible evidence is what has had this handful of like legitimate academics kind of look into it. And, and the rumor has it that a lot of people kind of look at it in secret. They don't talk about it with their colleagues, mm. things like that. So the big one I guess would be uh, footprint casts. I mean, there's like hundreds of these things. They're yeah. out there, they're consistent. They have dermal ridges, uh, which are like the uh, um, the little lines on your fingers.
1: Your fingerprints, yeah.
0: Your fingerprints. Um, and then the other thing that's consistent with them is what's called the mid-torsal break. So it's basically mm-hmm. this, it's almost like your hand, like your knuckles. It's in your, your hand arch, yeah. Your, mm-hmm. in your foot, and it lets you, I don't know the the physiology or the uh it makes like you it has you like
1: roll your foot yeah mm-hmm. when you walk right
0: it lets you like push off or something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and those were kind of the two things that that piqued uh, guys like jeff meldrum's attention who's like literally like like some sort of like doctor in like ancient feet mm. which is an interesting uh, career uh, path what, yeah is that pathology or something um, pathology something yes. like
3: that. absolutely pathology.
0: um and then person after Podiatry. That's Podiatry. something. <laughs> what's podi- What's what did I say before?
1: I don't know what the hell you guys are saying.
0: <laughs> I don't remember like, either.
1: Pathology. South.
0: Pathology. Pathology. pathology.
1: pathology. Oh, that's like blood.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> Brie, what do you got? You got anything for me? Right Haven't now. Spoken in a while.
2: Oh, I'm just listening. I'm trying to really take in all the information. She's literally okay. writing notes. <laughs> I right
0: Okay. So quick, quick <laughs> history past the Jerry Crew. We have Bigfoot. To- uh, term coined cast seemed to show what looked like Dermal Ridge's mid-torso break 1967 you have the famous Patterson Gimlin film which we've all seen a million mm-hmm. times it's the one where they walk like it's Patty it's a female you can see it's a female and people like it has breasts it has to be real and it's like well mm-hmm. why wait before
1: we this? before we move on from it are you into that yeah. footage or not
0: Um, I think it's more compelling than like any other video okay.
3: all
0: right again I'm, I'm just kind of like open to whatever with this whole thing yeah um, i'm i'm like your classic middle bitch to use mm, your
3: term mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> which i've heard you because I, I think it's a safe
0: place to be it is, um, is a safe place to be
2: um
0: but yeah i mean that i mean it's it's super com- it's like tenfold more compelling than any other video evidence out there i would argue and I mean, they've had costume people of the time mm-hmm. of the late sixties, like try to like comment on it. They're like, there's no way we could have done this. Mm-hmm. And if there's one guy, I believe it's a guy that did the makeup and costume for planet of the Apes. He's like the only person that could have done the, this was me. And I didn't do And it I didn't, or something yeah. like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I might've just butchered oh. that quote, but, um, well, and, legit, and then there's some, actually. there's some shady history with Roger Patterson. There is, Yes. Um, who is the guy that that filmed it? Again, this is in in Bluff Creek, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, California, mm-hmm. which happens to be the same area that Jerry Crew found those uh, footprints. So that's kind of interesting on on itself. But um, there's a lot. There's the, there was people that came out later on. I believe in the '90s. I can't remember the guy's name, but he came out and said that he was in the suit. And then, mm-hmm. yep. Like, so there's like as legit as that footage is. There's a lot of like weird around um, it yeah there's a lot of fuckery afoot can i say yeah yeah, a lot of tomfoolery yeah you can say fuckery yeah tomfoolery yeah tomfoolery okay.
1: so what do we have um, after that then
0: um after that i think this is probably my favorite piece of evidence mm. um this was like 1971
3: mm-hmm.
0: this dude ron moorhead and um i his crew i think they were either they were like on a trail drive or like they're hunters or something but they had this kind of camp camp spot um in the Sierra Nevadas in in California and um they recorded these things they had these like interactions with these noises out in the darkness and um a lot of whoops and and howls and things like that but then they got this audio footage of like this really weird like guttural chatter Uh, they call it samurai chatter basically so this Mm -hmm. is what's called the sierra sounds let me actually play it for you you're gonna play it let's do it totally worth playing so this is just i mean this whole video this video is really long but this is like the part where it gets really super interesting
2: What's
0: that? Hey, do you have
3: What's What's
0: So I mean that's basically the gist of it, but but that was them kind of going back and forth with these creatures, uh-huh. and uh, were they, they also talking like out. a
1: nonsensical language back to them, or like what like what language were they speaking?
0: Um, they were just doing what you would do like if you like bark at a dog, I guess. Got you. They were just but... like kind of
1: mimicking. I hear
0: the yeah, samurai voice to... now.
2: Now I see. I was like, yeah. why would they go to the samurai chatter? Now I totally get it. Mm-hmm. Now
0: makes it yeah. Um, oh, so hell? there's been like audio audio specialists that have like broken it down and language specialists that were like, yeah, this seems to be like a language we don't know about.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and if that's legit, I honestly find that more compelling than, than Patterson-Gimlin film. Just well, it's, the and it sounds like too, so like
1: when the, like when the samurai voice is like talking back, that it's like, it's very like questioning, like, and like, what are you saying? Like, what are you, mm-hmm. what are you, oh, what? It seems like very inquisitive. Yeah, interesting. I've never
0: thought of that. Yeah, yeah it seems like, very inquisitive. People?
1: Yeah, cuz it's yeah. it's like they're saying these weird things and like obviously whatever it is is hearing it and like recognizing that, you know, maybe it's a word that they're saying and it's like, "Wait, right. what?" like like maybe there's yelling out broccoli and then like the guy with the big foot in the back is like, "Broccoli?" like "Broccoli?" <laughs> Bro- yeah, broccoli? I'd be curious to know
0: how far back that like that like huh? Like that that when your voice goes up like that for a question how far back that actually goes that and goes
1: like, yeah the yeah. the the infliction in your voice yeah exactly. absolutely i just feel like i couldn't mimic that sound
2: well,
0: i agree that's the point
3: yeah yeah
0: that's what they're like you can't because it's a Bigfoot. foot brie how are we, let me check in with you brie like based on what i've told you i'm sure I've, I've covered a few things you already know about i know that you're the skeptic here Where where are we at what percentile are we at
2: i would say i've probably gone up like three percent okay three percent audio that's yeah which is good <laughs> was it the the audio
1: took it back a little
2: bit you think the audio to me yes i uh red flag the audio okay um okay. but i will say i think that with the patterson footage with um the guy that does the planet of the apes thing like him him hmm. saying that and the podiatrist comment that to me sounds more substantial evidence wise out of everything
0: that's fair Like if, I if think... an
2: expert can't create that then how could just some joe Smo do that you know right unless you just happen to do an excellent job but i doubt that I don't really see why someone would go through the trouble of trying to create something that looks so realistic and mimic how it would walk and move that well so hearing those comments that to me i think is what brought me up three percent
0: yeah and as far as the sierra sounds goes um i just think it's really interesting because there's nothing like it um, yeah. in the whole bigfoot world but if the source of the story is true like if it's not somebody creating a hoax in their in their basement on a microphone or something or whatever if, if that source of where it came from i guess that's kind of redundant to say if the guy's telling the truth it's true but mm-hmm.
2: no you but you know what it, i mean no but yeah exactly like, no yeah for sure for sure i have heard some those, crazy those... things about
1: the sierras so i well, i was gonna say sure. i was gonna part. say brie okay so let's let's take out of our mind that that guy says that it's bigfoot and let's just pretend that he's out there and he's hearing these sounds do you do you think that what was being said sounds paranormal it kind of just
2: sounds like some japanese guy like drunk out there in the woods
0: what are they doing in the in <laughs> nevadas break
1: yeah, look, what are they doing out there drunk in the i mountains? mean i would go out there in no japanese? i know and you would also fake an accent you really i would i, would, I <laughs> would, really
2: would which is I mean, why i was like keep uh. in
0: mind too this is like out and the, there's like nothing like no they i don't know even, out there they never yeah, even yeah, yeah. like disclose the location of this place like it's their secret little like
2: what were the two watches on. on the missing 411
0: thing? Oh, uh, this is on the missing four, the second missing 411, the hunted, that documentary. They do cover this,
2: okay? Yeah, because that convinced for, me. Yeah, that, that's what this is. Yeah, so that whole thing was very convincing to me. Yeah, what did say. they
1: record that on? Like, was it like an audio recorder? Was it their phone? Or, or no, it is like the 70s. So, like, it, like what possessed them? I guess
0: them? I would have to. That's a really good question, actually, because. I guess it would have to be like some sort of like a reel-to-reel or like a...
1: Yeah, so there would have know. to be some sort of video you footage just threw a from it, right? a big wrench in the
0: gears for me, actually.
1: Yeah, like, well, because I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, like, because it who sounds takes,
0: so grainy a and
1: interesting. That's what they I'm look old-fashioned.
3: That's they're exactly like old-fashioned what I was dudes. saying.
1: So if this is back like in this time and they're old-fashioned, like, why are you bringing like... To, okay, let's just say it's a tape recorder. Why are you bringing a tape recorder with you out to the middle of the fucking Sierras? Well...
0: I will they say have this
1: past
2: though right weren't they like this spot like all kinds of weird shit has always okay, happened yeah. okay, to them okay. so, so maybe they're like this time we're had bringing. A, yeah
0: yeah that's a that's a great question I'm, I want to look into that like more extensively like immediately after we get off the call <laughs> but uh yeah that's really I, I feel like what Bree said is true is that like they've had a history with this kind of activity okay. in that area and maybe they brought something along I don't know it'd be but,
1: interesting to see if they did do it on like a real to reel because there would have to be some sort of video accompanied with it whether it was just like pitch blackness or whatever it would be interesting to see like that version mm-hmm. of it as well
0: yeah not i'm not sure on that but i want to go to um, that spot
1: so bad when it's i God. saw I know that, where it I is like that spot here's what we do this video gets a million views we take <laughs> the proceeds and we go there we don't know where to go.
2: Like you we'll said, figure it's it out. undisclosed. Listen, listen, they we'll get there to... on Mm-mm. horses. Excuse me. Yep.
1: I have horses. That's fine. I can bring horses. You know that. Um. But our our cosmic alien guides will tell us where they go. You know what I'm saying? I'm not like trying they'll to tell get... us where to be, too.
2: I'm not trying to disappear.
0: Now. Four
1: one one. Yeah, that's what this...
0: <laughs> I actually went to uh. Yeah. Mesa Verde last two years ago, and I was scared of... disappearing into a portal or a government underground base in possible um Brie you say you've been Bigfoot hunting before yes what does that look like
2: that was also to another place um actually was I in the sierras
1: It was an undisclosed location, you know. I'm saying it was an
2: undisclosed location. I had to follow directions that were written, um, because there wasn't an actual like GPS uh, location, and you drive for probably about two and a half hours at least without any cell service. Um, Nothing comes up on maps, so it was like handwritten. It was scary as hell. Um, yeah, all I think of this it... sounds
0: like the making of a horror movie. Yeah,
2: exactly. No, yeah. And especially because my husband and I left like so late. So we didn't it's, get like, there dark. probably till like one in the morning. And you're just like on this dirt path that goes up into the mountains for fucking days. And there's wolves, foxes that are like constantly running in front of the car. It was scary as hell. There was like a fire that was recent, so everything was like still smoking, and there's embers on the side of the road. Oh my god! Um, we got lost for a little bit. We thought we were gonna have to sleep in the car. It was very scary. Um, well, but did, these what did the actual group of people, like? well, so what, these people go to this spot all the time. And now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure it was in the Sierras as well. Um, and so they bring all kinds of equipment. And at the actual campsite, they set up cameras, like 360 cameras everywhere and microphones to pick up knocks as well. Mm -hmm. And um, they also have FLIR and night vision. And of course, like the best cameras, they carry microphones on with them. uh, And then, so they keep the cameras and the audio rolling 24 seven because they believe that he, like, walks around and, like, knocks all the time at night. And there's no one in this area. It's, like, just this these groups of people that, that go. And so they will wait until, I think, like, the witching hour, you know, like, right. in the middle of oh. the night. And then um, they will take trucks out and then, like, jump off and then just go hiking in certain areas that have been known Uh, for some weird Bigfoot activity. So I did did that with them. And there was only one time I could remember where I got a weird paranormal feeling. But I couldn't tell if that was like a Bigfoot was near or if it was because I know that the The land itself was um, like Native American land where a lot of war and issues happened there. And I do know in that area there's actual um, petroglyphs on these rocks of Bigfoot. They have it's like a a national like landmark out there where there's these old petroglyphs of Bigfoot on there. And so I—that was the only moment where I felt really uneasy. But again, I—I I couldn't tell if that was maybe a Bigfoot thing or if that was just like a paranormal instance, because I can usually pick up on um, weird energy like that pretty easily. So yeah, other you than gotta, that,
0: <sighs> you got to keep in mind too, when these when these dudes like dedicate their lives to this or like really want to like make something. Make this all worthwhile. I forgot what the official term is because it's super difficult to um, pronounce. But it's it's like that thing where you like look at clouds.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. And you, you see the you shapes, you see patterns, and then there's another version UFOs, of that. Yeah, there's
0: mm-hmm. another version of that that's like more like evolutionary psychology, where like our mind creates faces because we want to mm-hmm. like see.
3: Our, our mind other, creates patterns.
0: intruders yeah. or other people mm-hmm. in our vicinity, things like that. Um, I mean, it could
1: have
2: just been the person I was with. One of the dudes also was robbing me the wrong way. And he, like, worked at Area 51 and was giving me a lot of crap for believing in aliens. And and also because the next, yeah, the yeah, next day say. he told me that they thought that Bigfoot, because they had recorded knocks on one of the nights that we stayed there. And he was like freaking out like something pissed on the side of like where my tent is and was kind of basically saying that he thinks that like Bigfoot Sasquatch, whoever' walking around knocking and then decided to take a piss on his tent. Mm-hmm. So then one so, of the guys looks back on the camera and it was him.
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean that's that's so that, sucks. I, that was
2: like another thing where I was like, oh okay and I'm like really to
0: I'm sure you're bull- <laughs> you on edge like with or without the bigfoot. Uh, aspect of this because it's like I'm in the mountains with these dudes looking for Bigfoot and- Yeah
2: well I was with Josh and uh, one of the guys is like our super super close family friend and he's like super like we they call him Bigfoot because he's like so tall and he's like obsessed with Bigfoot mm-hmm. so I was with him and I trust him and I trust a, a bunch of other people there it was just that one guy so it could have just been his energy too of trying to like fabricate this story, you know? Like, oh, he took a piss on my tent and then it was him, it was just like buzzkill. Mm-hmm. Right. You know? And and
0: in these kind of subjects, I feel like like fringe topics attract fringe personalities. So, uh, applying that to both Bigfoot and and the UFO world and the ghost world or whatever you want to say is like are there crazy people in the world? Are there hucksters yeah, in the world? Are there disinformation? Are. Yes, there are disinformation mm-hmm. agents. There's all those things. Um, and, and I would argue that all three of those things are, are pretty rampant in these communities mm-hmm. or at least uh, take m- most anyone with a grain of salt.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But um, with both aliens and Bigfoot, Just the combination of of everything from physical evidence to what seems to be credible eyewitness accounts makes me think there's there's at least something to this. It may not be like what we currently understand it to be as, right? Mm
3: -hmm.
2: Yeah, it's like that thing with UFOs how, you know, it could be 99% of it could be government or bullshit, but it's the 1%. It's the fact that there has to be some – I do truly believe that there has to be something mixed in with all of the stories that is truth. Maybe it's just that there's too many consistent stories. Um, Well, if if one of them's real,
0: then it's real, right? Mm -hmm. Right, exactly. If one of these accounts – I mean, it's not a misidentification. It's not a crazy person. It's not someone looking for attention. If one of them is legitimate, that means the whole thing is –
1: And you think statistically, too, there's not all of them could not be like a true case, right? So like statistically, all these hundreds and thousands of people who have had these Bigfoot sightings, one of them has to be real if we're just talking mathematics here, right? There's no way that all of them could be no. You have to,
0: yeah. If you immediately remove all the hoaxers and remove all the like mentally ill people, which we have those, like I've been to cons (laughs) before, I'm like on some level, these people speaking about aliens are, are you know selling things to crazy people like that does happen
3: mm-hmm.
1: oh, of course in yeah that,
0: the, i mean that happens in the comic book world too that's I'm everywhere exactly yeah it's everywhere um but like you said like if if one of them you know like there but at the same time there's like a subset of probably the majority of pretty sane reasonable people Mm -hmm. that had an experience or are interested in the topic and and these aren't you can't just default them as like dumb or crazy just because Mm -hmm. the scientific world hasn't caught up with this Mm -hmm.
2: absolutely i it's the same thing in the ufo
1: world though it's the it's the exact same parallel you have people catching up to this now and it the government coming out and saying it's real so all of a sudden you can go outside and say at your family dinner hey guys you know i think i think ufos are real and i think that that bigfoot stuff is going in that direction as well
0: right hopefully hopefully now this is this is where i want to like kind of get y'all's take on it because i want to talk to you guys about the more i guess esoteric like like uh paranormal side of all this okay so like i mentioned before you have your your flesh and blood camp slash in the ufo ufo world that would be your nuts and bolts camp um there's a paranormal camp in varying degrees of paranormal camps of uh the bigfoot world in the alien world it would be like kind of your new agers and your astral projectors and people like that
2: so brie (laughs) <laughs> I'm in. A, I'm in like almost every uh subgroup.
0: Okay, fair enough.
2: I'm everything.
0: Um, tell me about. Tell me about. I think Bree would be a good person to comment on this. One. Tell me about like yes. quartz Crystal. What
2: are you talking about? Quartz oh, crystals. Quartz. I'm like, what are you talking about? Who's going to tell court? Me about,
0: like the metric system.
1: <laughs> Bree looks like she's been <laughs> to jail. Let's talk about it. Quartz. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> no.
0: As so as what I'm. What, what I'm getting at here is is the overlap here is there's a high concentration of this kind of activity, whether it be aliens, ghosts, um, UFOs, Bigfoot where there's quartz, skinwalkers, where there's high concentrations of granite. What's in granite, a lot of quartz, or high concentrations mm-hmm. of, of quartz in and, general. Uh, so you got yeah. like Sandstone, the San Luis Valley in Colorado. Stone. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if and I'm not qualified to say that there's a correlation. Well, there's definitely correlation. There, there. is. We don't
2: there is, yeah. yeah. No there is let we can say it it's yeah. a fact well it's, it's just
1: it. and it's interesting that you bring that up because we actually just inter- recently interviewed somebody Maria Whitley and we were talking about stuff like this about how your the ground that you are doing things on has these energies whether it be rocks water all of these things and you can map and see all of these things and how these energy fields work
0: right
2: and how it affects people's lives your body everything so- Depending so the physical, the
0: physical, tangible elements that we can see on this plane protrude some sort of venue or energy or something for yes. potentially something else. Yes. Okay. So
2: are these hot spots, these are Bigfoot hot spots too. And now that I think about it, a lot of things that we talk, a lot of weird places that we talk about where they have kind of the everything mixed in. Um, Bigfoot is always included in, in that.
0: Yeah. So if you look at, what is it? The 33rd parallel? 33rd. Yep. So I believe like there's like Jefferson, Texas is like a notoriously haunted town. That's where they hold like the Texas Bigfoot conference. Mm -hmm. Um, There's probably UFO science. You, you, you move that line further West. You hit like everything from uh, what was the, I believe that the, the crash, the famous crash in Texas was, Around mm-hmm. that area, mm-hmm. in yes, it Texas. was Aurora.
3: Or, mm-hmm.
0: What is it? Aurora, Aurora. yes. And then you get to like Dulce in the San Luis Valley, yep. yep. And it's just like it, it's not necessarily like a mile, a perfect mile by mile lawn. It might, uh, yeah, 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 it, it varies you know slightly, I mean.
1: but it's along that line. You also have all of the uh, 37, too, 37, but then you also have all of the um the jails on the 33rd parallel as well. All the the jails in Texas that do executions are all along Whoa. the 33rd parallel. It's death highway. Whoa. So yeah.
2: 37 is like the cosmic highway is how what they call it. And it and seems the like 33rd the 33rd death. is like the is death, that, death highway. <laughs> have, wait,
0: let's talk about the jail thing for a second. Is that like coincidence or do you think that there's like a
1: you know so we did a deep dive on specifically the Texas's 33rd parallel we did an entire episode on it and yeah one of the things that we found is while i was looking things up is that all of the don't get me wrong they're in other places in texas but the Mm -hmm. majority of them are along this line and me and brie kind of surmised that i mean this is just a theory that that i think that we concluded yeah sacrifices exactly so there's something about this 33rd parallel it all goes back to numbers 33 degrees masons so mm-hmm. is it that they're using these jail cells to to use it for human sacrifices it's the real it's, for it's,
0: whatever reason people are attracted to that area and built settlements and there happen to be jails there right so like I don't know, I'm just playing double. It could advocate be. Here, no, it could but... be,
1: absolutely. But me and Brie tend to see just how they're all placed in the way that they are. It just seems like it was very purposeful that they were put along this line. Mm-hmm. Let me There's ask
0: such you this an occultism. Does, does Phoenix fall on the 33rd parallel? Arizona?
1: Part of it, like uh the top of it, I believe. Does it? Does it? I think it's like it's like, I feel third... like it was well, it... okay. So the four corners is on the thirty-third parallel, right? Yeah, yeah but sense. but okay. but that's not close Okay, to that's So that's so then okay. yeah
0: the reason can i can ask I find is out really I th- quick phoenix yeah, find was out. founded i believe by ulysses s grant which is like mm-hmm. a super high-ranking freemason
1: and mm-hmm. there's all phoenix this esoteric
0: lights stuff too
3: yeah phoenix, phoenix lights, lights
0: yeah kurt yeah. russell but um i guess the point of of bringing up that um the the correlation and the uh, multiple eyewitness accounts of both ufos and bigfoot in these high concentration granite quartz 33 areas.
2: it's on the 33rd what phoenix is, is right phoenix yeah i
0: told oh. i knew that yeah That's there you a, go i was like i'm pretty there sure it go. is
1: yeah
0: um a big part of the paranormal camp um is bigfoot's being interdimensional mm-hmm. um and that goes from everything from like uh supernatural powers like they can kind of float right above the, i believe
3: the, it the,
0: the believe ground it. um there's people that talk about portals seeing them manifest from like almost like a predator style portal portal thing but they're like that kind of reflective they're like transparent but you can kind of still see the outline kind of Mm -hmm, thing mm -hmm.
3: um
0: there's a guy named doc i believe it's dr matthew johnson i think he's a psychiatrist or psychologist and this dude, like, I, I feel like he tried to play it safe for a long time and just kind of chill with the flesh and blood folks. And then he just started coming out saying, like, look, here's what I really saw. This thing just, like, manifested in front of me when I was hiking with my family in the woods. And we ran like hell out of there.
2: I believe it. And they're um, always and, seen and with it, UFOs.
0: It, yeah. um, They're always seen with UFOs. So it's like all this high strangest stuff seems to – correlate with everything from UFOs ghosts bigfoots whatever uh Wendigos 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 Windangos. Skinwalkers all that stuff um one of the more interesting things that I mean you can look at pictures of this is like they'll find track trackways of bigfoot seemingly bigfoot tracks in the snow and then and they they'll disappear. just like they just disappear
3: mm-hmm. they're just
0: gone they're gone and then I I've read stuff about like some people have this theory that well they don't really um dimensionally cloak themselves they have some sort of like very tiny reflective mirror type fibers on their hair and it like mm. reflects the camouflage reflects the surrounding areas mm-hmm. and that's things like that but um the other big thing too is like when you go real deep into the paranormal side of Bigfoot is there's people out there that like commune with them via like mind speak mm-hmm. and they're friends with them and they can psychically connect with them, whether it be they're right outside the house or they can like tap into their Bigfoot consciousness from a distance. I believe
2: that I can see that
0: Okay, so a you you're skeptical connection. about Bigfoot, but you believe them. <laughs> no, the I've already changed part, my
2: mind. It. I already okay. made <laughs> change my All mind. Right. I told you guys like ten minutes ago I said I'm a believer. <laughs> oh, I wanted to know you were saying no, I was I'm dead serious and you convinced me on the entire topic
1: of if one of these stories are real then it's real. Well, awesome. and I th- and I think too like I I'm the kind of person who, where I believe more in this extra dimensional being kind of situation. It explains a lot of things for me, explains why we can't find them or their nests or where they made at, you know, it, it fills in a lot of gaps for me, but then it also at the same time kind of tickles into my alien side, because I also do think that aliens are extra dimensional beings. So then I stop thinking about bigfoot's necessarily being its own thing and i kind of put them more in that alien world where it's just another species now
0: i'd say why not both
1: this would be of course like the, the bigfoot is its own species right so like but i don't think of like a bigfoot as a different phenomenon than aliens now i think no but more- there,
0: there might be a, a a species of them that is not
2: extra-dimensional oh, yeah. so you're thinking both oh. like there could be oh, a okay. nuts and bolts yeah not be, nuts and be, bolts but you know like a scientific um well, real there physical not be both in the
0: ufo world
1: yes so i was just gonna say so you know what's funny is uh dr michael p masters wrote a book and i can't remember the name of it right now off the top of my head but his whole theory is that the ufos that we're seeing are us from the future coming back to look at ourselves right so what if you have these extra-dimensional UF are these extra-dimensional Bigfoots that are coming back to either maybe help or aid the very dwindling Bigfoot society that they have now. And they're coming back to help pump up their numbers. You know what I'm saying? I'm not
0: high enough for this conversation.
1: <laughs> I went real weird with it. I was like, let's go.
0: Hold on. I'm gonna get off camera for one second.
1: Okay, okay, okay. He's gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you, I get you. But you get what I'm saying, you guys, like what if it's the kind of that that same thing?
0: Yeah, totally. That's what I'm saying. There's like, there's so many, I know that you guys resisted doing a Bigfoot episode for the longest time. We did. And, and, but I, was, I was, I've been trying Brief to tell fault. you, it was like, there is so much here that like overlaps. It's not even funny. And it's so bizarre how there's like this taboo to try to connect the two with, with most I don't
2: people. think I said no episode. I don't, everyone thinks <laughs> I'm just like no Bigfoot, no episode. No, I, yes. Why bro. do I, why do I get the bad, like history of the Scorpio? That's so I'm just too. assumed
1: you're a Scorpio. Mm-hmm. What's your rising?
0: That's why I'm so easy to get along with.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, he's swinging his chair. That's why I'm so easy to get along with.
0: What'd you ask me? What's my what?
1: Your rising? Rising.
0: I don't know what that means.
1: Okay. We're okay. going to need to know what time you were born and where.
0: 2 p.m. Ooh. Oh, no, we
1: need exact no, numbers. No, you have to know exact numbers. Yeah. No, I, mean, I'll I'll I need you to, my my pull, I need to pull birth certificates. We need to know yeah, the moon sign too. Yeah, I want your moon sign, your rising.
0: I'll send I'll send you guys an email. I'll i I'll put it put it in the DMs. Perfect, Bree.
1: Bree will do your birth chart. She'll send it back to you.
0: I want to know all this stuff because um,
1: maybe you know what? Maybe you send Bree your info, and then we'll do an episode where we go over your birth chart.
0: I, I was like very much I'm like not a, that no, smart. Jeez. Not yes, you not are a, not a complete no nonsense guy because obviously I'm I'm interested in this kind of stuff. Yeah. but I was like definitely like a curious skeptic. But now mm-hmm. like. With all the craziness we've seen and how the world works for real and like just pulling the scales off your eyes and, and seeing things for what it is and then just dipping your toe into spirituality, you're like,
3: mm-hmm. holy
0: moly, like,
3: mm-hmm.
0: like, let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater just because we can only see things or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. so anything
2: um, is possible. Anything.
0: Yes. Uh, you guys in, as far as, or just in general or in the UFO world, talk to me about orbs.
2: Oh, Bree, take it. Um, orbs are, well, what I think an orb is, is I think it is its own sentient being. I think there are two types of orbs. Actually, Mm -hmm. I think there could be a light ship and that's just how it tends to appear maybe in our realm. But I also think that there is an actual sentient orb and we always describe it as plasma because that's Mm -hmm. what it looks like when you see it in um, real life. It looks like a solid orb, but if you look at it close enough or in military night vision goggles, if you ever have the chance. Sometimes you see that it is like um, pulsating, not like pulse, not pulsating like a normal hard light would, but there's mm-hmm. movement. there's flow. And then when it moves, it's like it like, I always say it swims, but it just seems like it's just like flow. It, it has a certain movement that definitely puts it apart from a physical like object. If a physical object was moving in the sky, it moves completely different.
0: Is, is there any theories within the alien UFO world that suggest that orbs are maybe some sort of just like the remnant physical manifestation of something that has gone recently interdimensional or something like that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like like a leftover from like maybe a portal being opened or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but absolutely. They- that theory is definitely there. That you well, you have to remember that this is all energy and energy never dies, right? So if you're thinking about like some sort of like shift between the veil something Mm -hmm. like a plasma light or something like that is absolutely something that is uh, i think talked about with witnesses who have seen things like that well that's why i think it's like not like we can't see what it actually is
0: Mm -hmm. but it's
2: because of that whatever paranormal energy that's just how it seems to transfer over into our world and I also just think our conscious mind doesn't have anything to put into context to what it is that we're seeing. So it could also be that that's just what we're able to see.
0: Yeah, that gets into pineal glands. Um, mm-hmm. Are you guys into, like, cleaning off, cleaning, decalcifying pineal glands? Have so into that? We,
2: we had the topic, but after we – are we had –
1: we had say. an interview recently with uh, Andrew Gallimore, and we talked about DMT. He studies it, and mm-hmm. specifically the connection of using DMT to open up to talk to extraterrestrials and extra-dimensional sure. beings. Okay. So I
2: asked about the calcified pineal gland because, you know, some people say that's where the DMT sits.
0: That, um, and but if he you look called at... bullshit.
2: He's like, I, I think...
0: no one of the major and again i'm speculating here but one of the major like one theory would be like okay the diet of westerners even during like colonial times when they met the natives like
3: Mm -hmm.
0: for whatever reason whatever they were eating or drinking or doing whatever like it like polluted their pineal gland Mm -hmm. even though people were more like acknowledging of the supernatural back then more so than they are now but still like for a lot of these native cultures like this bigfoot stuff is like not even remotely up for debate
3: mm-hmm. right it's like right. Fact. it's like yeah
0: it's just like no like that's real like some of them are like yeah it's it's another people it's another tribe. tribes and i'm like yeah it's like means like some sort of ethereal creature or like spiritual creature or whatever but the point is i just think it's interesting to think like our western minds a lot of them are less vulnerable to like What might be right in front of us,
1: not just westernized, but just, I think, colonized in general, all of these colonized, very colonized nations are the ones that are having people who are more blocked off and and not having that gland kind of open, you know, your third eye being exposed and things like that. So it seems like it's you, you talk about like these Native Americans and stuff, because these are people who hold their past and their culture very prominent whereas like here in america or other places we don't do that kind of stuff we aren't passing on those stories from our old generation we're far more interested in computers and reddit and you know right
0: so yeah at best western culture has like okay well some of us go to church or temple or whatever but most of us are really just kind of force of habit these are some good lessons to live our life by this isn't this is kind of an operating system more so than like I really believe this stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: It's all fake.
0: That's a product of like rationalism and the enlightenment and the scientific method and all that shit, which is a very Western movement, right? Mm -hmm. And then once that starts spreading around the world, that's when you're going like, what are these Native Americans even talking about? Like, Mm -hmm. that's crazy. But it's like, like isn't there something about how like when Cortez landed in South uh, or Mexico or whatever, like the Natives like Saw his aura or something, like saw that they yeah. were like purple or something. I don't, I, I'm mm-hmm. totally, they also that. call them
1: like flaming ships too. Like, they thought at yeah. first that they were like gods that were like coming from the ocean,
0: yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, I mean, that could be like poetic license or whatever, but I don't know. I think there's something, there's something to that because these native cultures are just like, What are you talking about? Like, of course, it's real.
2: Mm-hmm. You know? I believe there's stories over anyone, over stories. anyone. I 100% agree with
1: that, yeah.
0: And you even see it with the Aborigines in in uh, Australia with the Yowie, the Bigfoot of Australia.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Same kind of thing. And again, like uh, Brie was saying with the with the cave drawings. um I mean, I guess you could interpret that as a big. I'm not a anthropologist, but that's astronaut like,
1: theory that we're getting into right there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but I yeah.
1: believe it. No, but I do they too. They drew what they saw. They drew what they saw exactly.
0: So you can't talk about the fusion of UFO sightings and Bigfoot without talking about Kecksburg, Pennsylvania. And we could do a whole episode on this one day if you want, but I just want to give you guys some bullet points.
1: Give me the rundown.
0: Because I think that it's like, okay, Bobby said all this stuff, like what specific examples are you talking about? Yeah. Okay, so here's what happened. In 1965, Kecksburg, Pennsylvania, it's like in, it's like four. 40 miles southeast of Pittsburgh, okay? It's in near, like, what's called the Chestnut Ridge of the Appalachians. Um, historically, there's, like, multiple UFO anomalies, lights in the sky, things like that. Um, what's known as the Kets- Kecksburg incident, though, is the one from 1965 where, like, basically people saw a fireball flight from the sky from, like, Detroit to, like, northern Ohio and then landed in Pennsylvania, Kecksburg, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, and even reports of like metal debris falling off of it, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Um, and what ended up happening? I, I want to ask you guys, what what do you first think of when you hear this? The, the object has been described as a metallic object shaped like an acorn the size of a car with hieroglyphics
1: immediately. My first instinct is the acorn shape is very reminiscent to me of like, maybe an the egg Nazi shape, <laughs> I would say egg shape, very Nazi bell. The and in there, yeah, absolutely.
0: That's, uh, that's one theory that like the whole Nazi bell incident, like for whatever reason, it ended up at this point on the space time. Continue. i don't know anyway. oh, well, okay
1: but no no there's something to that theory though because it is said that the the nazi bell the reason that it's like missing and disappeared is because it like blipped out like all of a sudden it was there and then right. one day it was gone
0: right and then the, one of the theories is like perhaps the Kechberg incident was like it arriving in the future and falling ah, in pennsylvania oh ah,
1: that's a vibe i like that <laughs>
0: um so yeah i i i don't know who knows um but they say it was like acorn shape had hieroglyphics i don't Recall the Nazi bell having hieroglyphics on it, but it's certainly, possible. I believe it did. Yeah, oh, it was it... on
2: my list of things to talk about with other crafts that were, uh, that had hieroglyphs that, mm-hmm. um, Jamie and I were going to do an episode on a long time ago because there's lots of UFOs. Um, I mean, like the the crash at Roswell, apparently one of the debris there had hieroglyphs, hieroglyphs. on it, and then also with Rundelsham Forest, there was also hieroglyphs on that on that craft so there seems to be something consistent with that i think
0: whether it be legitimate like summoning of like the ancient world or the military is going to put some sort of red herring mm-hmm. hieroglyph so people dismiss it as something alien the rather than what language the u.s yeah. is, One that dipped out. is working on so china doesn't find out about it or something or it could also or just be the Russia, aliens numbering
1: case. their spacecraft
0: yeah it could be a number of things but um, so yeah, this thing lands in this small Pennsylvania town. Military vehicles arrive within an hour. Later on that day and night, even more show up. Um, reports of this acorn thing in the back of these military trucks. So you have like hundreds of people from surrounding areas coming to see what's going on. Um, reports of government officials testing for radiation at the crash site, things like that. Uh, the official explanation was that uh, they failed to find the object what they what what they claim to have seen as just mass uh, hallucinating like people's imagination what do they call that uh, mass uh,
2: mass hysteria hysteria
0: mm, something like that mm. um not it Well, i mean they weren't like hysterical they weren't like going crazy but i thought that's just
2: the term that people or use when they're halluc- like it's mass
0: know. the the point is the official story was they all saw a meteor in the sky but didn't actually like make contact with the ground that was all just
1: and they made up the the part where it hit the ground
0: yeah like Mm -hmm. it was just like an optical illusion or something Mm -hmm. um but the point point is what I've noticed is that like once you have this like this paradigm shifting like watershed moment of paranormal within a specific location it almost like the the stories from there on out start to percolate right mm-hmm. it's like i this incident this major incident that's been covered by the news had multiple witnesses it's like p- part of our town culture now like and it's not something that you're going to get ridiculed for if you talk about the subject matter because it's like already in the the ether at that point mm-hmm. i feel like this happens a lot though is like it's almost like the floodgates open and people are either either a you know who knows a portal opened up in that specific time and place and we have an increase in activity or b people that live there are a little more open to talking about what it is they've seen in those areas um so Kexburg is a really good uh example of that we have seen multiple ufo accounts disc-shaped crafts all that stuff so the question now is like what does this have to do with bigfoot right
2: i was gonna mm-hmm. ask you that <laughs>
0: Well, here it comes. <laughs> um there was a major, and if you look up uh I think his name is Stan Gordon, he's really he's like the expert on this. And I don't think he's he's never really last I heard he hasn't ever like experienced anything. He's just like investigates it. Mm-hmm. Um so look him up if you're interested in this story. Um, but in in 1973, In 1973, there was like this major wave of both UFO and Bigfoot activity in that general region of of Pennsylvania. Um, it went from like, they'd get calls about a UFO sighting. And then like a few hours later, a Bigfoot sighting, or they get calls about a Bigfoot sighting. And then a few hours later calls about a UFO sighting. And then these reports started to kind of like, be like, I saw a UFO and a Bigfoot like together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So for example um september 27th 1973 there were two women that were like waiting for their friend to pick them up they were kind of like in i guess a like a backwoodsy kind of neighborhood place and they saw like a white-haired bigfoot run across the woods
3: mm-hmm.
0: like uh, across the road into the woods on the other side holding mm-hmm. a glowing ball of light Followed by an object, a bright object coming across the sky, projecting a beam of light in that general direction of where the Bigfoot was running to. It's like,
1: okay, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> yeah. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So the UFO was shining like a light like in a random area, and the Bigfoot was running towards that area.
0: Or yeah, was the how, light following? I, I believe they saw the Bigfoot first. I'm not entirely Well,
1: no, no, sure. I'm asking about, like, the UFO with the light coming it, down.
0: It, it, it's, like, implies that the perhaps the Bigfoot was, like, being beamed back up to the ufo
1: got you okay got it that's got it. what mm. i take from it at least okay that's yeah and that's what i was trying to see i was trying to see like okay where is this going okay so like it's getting brought back up so then i guess my question is is what is the significance of this like glowing orb right is this a way for the ship to find where he is like you know like a uh, i Who hit my button you know what i mean yeah like a tracker <laughs> it's his yeah. leash. or did yeah. he steal some type of plasma ball from down here did he come down and here and like, like mm-hmm. stole some fucking orb and was like peace out bitches
0: right i don't know i never even thought to speculate as to why the bigfoot had a glowing orb
1: really uh well immediately that's the first thing i was like wait what's the orb
0: there's so many layers of the onion it's like yeah but um so that one is like a pretty a relatively well-known like kind of bigfoot meets ufos uh account yeah um and then you know another incident in that area which which this is where you get into like these theories about perhaps like the the uh sasquatch is like some sort of like scout species for
3: like Mm. you
0: know the grays or whatever or something like Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. some sort of drone that goes that they're more equipped to deal with like the terrain of earth and Mm -hmm. they're whatever reason they send them down to retrieve things or scope things out or whatever so
2: they're like the manpower. Um, like
0: another non-friend. family in the same region around the same time sees like a large orange ball of light in the sky making a humming sound.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And then one of the dudes that was one of the witnesses drove towards it to investigate it. And when he approached it, It was he described this like whirling turbine sound mm. followed by the sound of like a baby crying. Mm. Okay.
2: Mm. Well, that's common with paranormal... Um... Mhm. Instances.
0: Mhm. All right. Are you guys sitting down? Yeah. Tell me. Okay. Well, I don't want to build it up too much. Um, <laughs> you already but...
2: did. You yeah. already did.
3: Yeah, you did. So then,
0: <laughs> from the glow of the ball, they witnessed this like tall bipedal object with glowing eyes walking slowly along the fence line and basically like stopping at each fence post and once he stopped at one fence post he would make a noise and like another one of the creatures would come catch up with him and then he would go forward to the next fence post make what? a noise look I, I don't know don't hate the messenger I'm just saying
2: no 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 I'm processing <laughs> okay I'm like what like my brain is trying to to create a mental image of what
1: okay okay I'll like. give you an I'll give you an example okay so it's like military people he like stops at a post he's like checking around and he's like clear Did and it. then yeah and then like the
2: next one That's comes right. up right
0: yeah, yeah, that's but, how I that's how I see but it. But you
2: said object. You said bipedal
3: object.
0: Yeah, like a well, that like a human shaped, like Light tall thing. creature with glowing eyes. Mm. Did you not it guess that so part? sounds so
2: scary.
0: Yeah. So what the guy does is he starts shooting at these things. Of course. And uh, uh,
2: fuck, was his name like John, Harry? His name was
0: Billy Bob Thornton.
2: Uh, exactly. <laughs>
0: uh i don't know did he make um, up with his sister so, too hey these are just damn creatures country folk in in pennsylvania in the 70s they see like a weird glowy-eyed creature they're gonna have guns on them and be like i don't know what that is but
3: so did he shoot, but any shoot it shoot it
0: so he <laughs> shot at it uh, it didn't seemingly hit what he reported was like a ploop sound like almost like it hit water A oh, poop sound, like a ploop. a ploop like a ploop
2: like plunk? Um, yeah. so, like a plunk? Yeah. Like a cannonball. Is that,
0: is that the a word plunk. I'm looking for? Yes, because I thought you were saying a
2: poop sound, and then you're like like water. So like when poo hits water, that's I mean, what I thought you were trying to say. Tomato, like, tomato, it, goes,
0: it would work either way. <laughs> it does work,
3: yeah. I like Um the
0: And then apparently these things just kind of like casually turn around and walk back to the to the craft or the glowing orb in the sky. So so they didn't pay oh
1: any eyes. attention to the guns at all, really? They're like, you're stupid.
0: Uh, I guess. I don't know. I, I wasn't there. I wish I was Ah. Um, and then lastly the other one that's really kind of interesting from from that time or that time and place was uh, like again mobile home in in that area I think it's called superior mobile home or something like that Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of the people in the in the mobile home saw this thing because apparently they were out kind of like hanging out or whatever but this woman hears like a baby crying sound opens the trailer door and like there's just like a bigfoot standing there um uh, wow. there's commotion it runs off um and then the witness seemed to have claimed that soon after that like this mysterious stranger arrived to investigate the situation and take pictures of the tracks and stuff
3: hmm. and then
0: there was like a little boy that was out there like taking pictures too and the guy like took his polaroid from him it's like that classic like asshole government man in black story mm-hmm. and he he took this uh he took his foot and like messed up the tracks like that scene in et you know mm. like,
3: and
0: yep. everyone's real pissed off and they never saw the guy again um so at this point we have uh, uh bigfoots in this area we have bigfoots we have orb holding bigfoots we have ufos bright orange balls
3: <laughs>
0: multiple witness sightings of all these things and and government what seems to be government agents um, all relatively within the same time in Pennsylvania in, in 1973-ish, 74. Um, other phenomenon in that area, though, are like giant panthers, uh, thunderbirds, dogmen, and then even a report of like a large flying like reptile creature, like a dragon, I guess.
2: Oh my God! It sounds just like um, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. uh, that yeah. uh, Bridgewater the, uh, Bridgewater triangle. Bridgewater. triangle.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Um, So that is kind of our more modern treetop overview of the Bigfoot UFO phenomenon. If you dig into it, just like in the uh, UFO world, I think we've talked about this before, maybe offline, but how human perception and human consciousness what we what we project onto the world is a product of like what we're used to seeing Mm -hmm. so you get into this stuff about like well they used to just call gray aliens fairies or Mm -hmm. we just call fairies gray aliens now things like that where it's just like well hollywood has given us this image to project on this whereas back then it was literally like little like gnomes or whatever yeah string being gnomes And and the same can be said, I think, for, for uh, the Bigfoot phenomenon as well. Like, it's just, or if you get into like really deep abduction stuff, you hear about like Mr. Peanut and the clown face man and all that stuff. It's that kind of thing.
1: Well, it's interesting that you say that because, you know, me and Brie recently have been kind of grappling with this theory that there is no such thing necessarily as like uh UFOs and stuff like that. Like what it is, is like when you see a silver craft, it is your your mind projecting that image or the aliens projecting that image because that's what you can handle or you can take. And, you know, maybe now me and Bree don't see UFOs like that. We see orbs because our consciousness is different. We're opened up a different way. So maybe that same kind of thinking can be applied towards the, the bigfoot phenomenon
0: well that i mean that's i think mean, that goes back to what we're saying it's like who and it goes both way. the pendulum swings both ways but like a person that's a skeptic is gonna in, on some level make sure that they don't experience one of these things
2: mm-hmm. for sure if, you're, if, if you're, you're not open you can't right
0: but at the same time a person that's very open to it may not have experienced this but thinks that they did mm-hmm. and then there's like everything in the middle yeah. which there i think there's legitimacy in the middle there right mm-hmm. um yeah. so yeah i mean again like you have to it's like anything else it's like it's like the fucking secret you know that that book where you're like
3: you just put it project out, there, out yeah. into
0: the cosmos like positive mm-hmm. thoughts and it's all going to come back it's like the same kind of thing Well, it's like i'm thinking about i am open to the possibility that there is a eight foot tall hair very bipedal monkey man that runs around in the woods. I think you're just more likely to perhaps come across it. If you're like pretty convinced on the reality of that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I but believe that. to be fair, a lot of the more credible witnesses are these people that come forward and say, I don't believe in any of this shit.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And now I do and i think those are super powerful
1: well that's like also so in like the ufo community you have all of these pilots who are coming out in the military and all of a sudden they're being like oh my god we believe your story because you're a military person and you would never lie to us
0: see i go the opposite
1: see and i do too but you know in today's mainstream society that's what they go towards that's what all the news stations are talking about are all these pilot
0: stories if it's on Fox or CNN, CNN, Fox News, any and of those bullshit. like legacy yeah. media, like it is complete and utter narrative control at yeah. best, at, at worst in likelihood it's lies to push some sort of agenda.
1: All right, I have a question for you, Bobby. Okay. Have you, like, what What made you get into this, like love of Bigfoot? Like, did you have some sort of an experience? Have you been out ever, Any or, it, or is it just pure fascination?
0: I was hoping you would ask me this question okay good so in in my fascination with aliens and ufos kind of comes from the same place hence why i don't know if it's like i'm sure it's not my theory i'm sure other people have said this before but i feel like a lot of the things that you have i'm not going to say traumatic because that's hyperbolic but when you have like a real fear of something when you're a kid like in your formative years that like cultivates into like a burning passion and interest.
3: Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: whether that be from a real experience making you wanting to seek answers or just like we were talking about being open to that experience, especially you're more vulnerable as a kid and then you wanna seek answers and figure it out. So all that said, <laughs> here's, what, here's what I base it in. One of the first movies I remember going to see in the theater was Harry and the Hendersons.
2: I've never seen that before.
0: It's cute, it's a cute 80s family Bigfoot movie. Probably one of the better Bigfoot movies, to be honest. By the way, I host a movie podcast called Not Mm -hmm. For Everyone.
1: Oh no, we'll get to that, don't you worry.
0: Okay, we didn't talk about it at the beginning. Anyway, um, there's a scene at the beginning where the family hits the Bigfoot with their car. This is the opening. They hit this big, giant, hairy creature with their car it's like kind of curled up on a ball almost like in a fetal position you don't really see what it is and they're like well we can't leave it here so they put it on the roof of their station wagon <laughs> i know this sounds ridiculous but this is how... but like,
3: yeah. what
0: scared me to the point where i am like shuddering under the seats <laughs> is the bigfoot like 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 expands its own arms over the windshield while the family's driving you see its face and it's like very humanistic it was all like very uh what do they call it uncanny valley kind of mm-hmm, fear mm-hmm, mixed mm-hmm. with a giant monkey man yeah screaming into a family's station wagon very similar station wagon to the type we had at the time yeah when i was growing <laughs> up there's like so many things so like i am like petrified. like i literally like sat under the seat like underneath where my parents feet were like the whole movie i don't think we laughed or anything but the point is soon after that it's like any time there was like any, any kind of documentary on any or the history channel or whatever it was just like all right I'm not doing anything else today like we're gonna watch this until it's over or like you know you find yourself like renting those books in the school library like that mm-hmm. weirdo section in the school library it's even smaller than like a real library it's like four yeah. books yeah yeah multiple checking out of those books so I don't know like that happened and then with UFOs something similar I read a book called I actually ordered it off eBay not that long ago but it was called UFO kids it was from the scholastic book fair but there was Mm -hmm. a story in there because I was legitimately interested in in UFOs but there was a story in there and it was all about kids being abducted by aliens and this is a book for children
2: Mm -hmm. why would they do that
0: that I got through the first story pretty scary second story I made it maybe two-thirds of the way down the first page like I can't fucking do this anymore and I was, like, basically an insomniac for, like, two years, petrified of being abducted by aliens.
1: That Dang. is so funny.
2: No, I'm I like, say, hey,
0: let's party. Let's let's summon them. I want to see this shit, you know?
1: Well, you know, that's what's funny, because me and Brie both saw, like, the fourth kind, and it, bo- it terrified both of us for, like, weeks. Like, we were both crippled, couldn't leave our house. Like, I moved my bed that away from a window. So, like, there are these kind of stories that have these very visceral, real, you know, hmm. Uh, hmm? effects on us and i think mm-hmm. that that was a turning point for us too because once we stopped being afraid of it is when we started like really looking into it
0: right right and, and it
3: was
1: g- also in the in the um uh, the the goofy movie
3: mm-hmm.
2: that's true that's what i think of when he like hit uh-uh. it's a good movie uh-huh.
0: no i know what you're talking about
2: <laughs> that's a vibe I, like, I love Powerline,
0: power line. power line is the pop musician yeah 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 <laughs>
1: Oh my goodness.
0: So yeah, and and you know, to tie it to tie all this into the whole like ancient alien thing. So we have one side that dovetails into the ancient alien things, or vice versa. So we have the Anunnaki, the Nephilim, or the Anunnaki, the the Sitchens thing, right? Um mm-hmm. genetic engineering chimeras, the uh what is it called like it's like the inkadoo is like the worker slave race that's engineered by the anunnaki so mm-hmm. they can like mine for gold, mine gold to fix the atmosphere or something mm-hmm. um and then if you want to get into like guys like lloyd Pye, he kind of has this similar take on it but it's a little more outside of like these sumerian mythologies it's i guess more scientific but Um, Mm -hmm. he has some really, he's, he's dead now, but he has some awesome lectures on, on YouTube. He's dead now. now. Rip,
2: rip. R.I.P. Rip.
0: Lloyd Pye. Um, and then you have, and then, so you have that, right? And that's when you watch ancient aliens, the Bigfoot edition. It's like, oh, they're like hybrids or they're, you know, they're, they're scouts for the grays or whatever, things like that. Um, but then you have this, like, and I'm noticing it more and more lately is, like you have like kind of these like biblical (coughs) literalists and like Christian, uh, I think it's called Christian contrarianism camps that are coming up and they're trying to like tie all this stuff into like Mm -hmm. the Old Testament more or less. So in the case of Bigfoot, one of the kind of schools of thoughts is like, you have Genesis six and you have what's called the book of Enoch, which is not in the official Bible, but I recommend reading it because it's like it's like, mm-hmm. if they would have taken this angle in real church when I was growing up, I'd be you like, would all it? about Jesus yeah. now.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know,
0: but they don't, okay? And, and most of the time, most people, most Christians or or people that, um, Jewish people, I guess the Old Testament is still the Torah, right? Part mm-hmm. of the Torah, Yep-hmm. at least, or the yep. first five books or whatever. Um, like in, in mainstream religion, even, like you talk about things like giants or fallen angels or um, the Nephilim or whatever it is. And it all parallels with the classic mythology, like uh, Sumerian and, and Greek mythology. Like, there's a lot of common threads there, um, mm-hmm. which is interesting. But if you bring this stuff up as if it actually might have happened or it might be historical fact, and, and there was a time when I would completely be in that, I'm like, uh, okay, those are just fun stories to live our lives by. Like, they're these yeah. ancient texts, and you have to think of and you have to do all, you have to consider all that though. Still, but if you if you're open to this kind of thing it's like the theory is okay so genesis 6 4 reads the nephilim were the earth were in the earth those days which is like basically the fallen angels right mm-hmm. um and also after that when the sons of god came on to the daughters of men so they breeded with the daughters of men
3: bore mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: children um and again this ties into the Sitchin stuff to a degree, I think. Too. Yeah, I agree. Um the same were the mighty men that were of old, the men of renown. So what this is suggesting is if you tie it into Bigfoot, it's like almost like that uh, Sumerian Sitchin stuff, but it's more biblical, and it's like there are all these like offshoot races. And I want to say this is like pre-deluge or something before the flood. There are all these offshoot races. Um Sun the the sons and like you think of things like David and Goliath, like Goliath may have been some sort of like larger like Nephilim creature or something like that, some sort mm-hmm. of hybrid between angels and humans. But um that's when you get into like if there's all these offshoots, perhaps Bigfoot is is one of those things one of those things yeah the Anunnaki you get like oh well Bigfoot was like the first model that they created and then it Mm -hmm. like escaped because they gave it too much power and stuff like that So. so
1: they had to dial it back it was like an experiment that Frankenstein kind of vibe
0: yes exactly
1: or they're like just leave some of them here see how long they can survive for
2: and then they're still kind of around so they come and check up on them
0: yep and then you get it, there's the whole zoo theory thing where you like earth is a zoo and mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, exactly and then there's people that think bigfoots are like some sort of uh like pariah species that they wanted to just dump off on earth like the aliens wanted to leave them on earth or a criminal species there's all kinds of different directions with this that's why when you say the paranormal it's like as as there are like these these bullet points of what falls for paranormal it just mm-hmm. branches out into all these different camps little as well,
1: things so. yeah yeah okay so then so after going over all this Bobby like what do you subscribe to any of these like what do you personally think it is or do mm-hmm. you do you prefer not to put yourself in a camp because you like the possibility of all of it
0: um it depends on the day you ask me
1: okay that's a vibe that's okay so today yeah what are, what are your vibes oh, so? where are wow. we at today yeah
0: uh, like I said, I, I I feel like in the last year I've become more open to this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's something. I don't really think it falls within like the biblical narrative or the S- Sumerian narrative because it's just. I mean, it might, but it's just too like. There's too many like silly variables there that mm-hmm. are that I can. But if you asked me that two years ago, it's like I would be like, oh yeah, it's a it's a flesh and blood like just relic hominid they never found a body because maybe they bury their dead or they live in caves or like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know no no one ever finds a a a bear carcass laying around in the woods because they usually go up to high ground and i think those are all legitimate points for the like it's just a really elusive low population Mm -hmm. flesh and blood ape man in the woods um but then you start getting you go deeper and deeper down the rabbit hole with this stuff and like we were talking about credible witnesses like people are coming out that don't seem like crazies that yeah that are saying yo like this is what i saw and like if you don't want to believe me that's fine but they're describing these like very paranormal anomalies with these creatures so
3: yeah
0: um if i went in the belief again i'm just kind of agnostic and interested in all this stuff mm-hmm. um and I'm kind of like Brie in the sense that until I see or experience something, I'm I'm just not going to be fully convinced of any of it.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: I always consider myself, I'm a, I'm so skeptical that I'm skeptic of the skeptics, if mm-hmm. that makes sense.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, I don't,
0: sure. I think there's a more eloquent way to say that, but I think that gets the point. No, go, that
1: makes sense to us.
0: Um, So, because it's like, well, you don't fucking know. It's like that thing. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: exactly.
0: So it, i guess i would say if you asked me this two years ago i would just say flesh and blood now it's like because there's so much i mean I, th- I feel like the earth is almost in this like weird vibration where like people are just more willing to come forward or yeah accounts are increasing and you can't keep that lid on as long mm-hmm. it's just ready to pop you know
3: mm-hmm. so i'm completely
0: open to it i'm i'm not gonna just dismiss it because it sounds crazy obviously i'm on a ufo podcast for christ right
1: sake. exactly well, <laughs> well i think i think that one thing that we should do is that we should all plan a trip and oh go God, hunting for bigfoot somewhere I, I know because we're the same person but i think that the three of us should plan some shit and i'm that... to do a
0: high concentration of bigfoot and ufo activity
1: that's what i'm saying yeah let's find somewhere because you know you're out Stand in texas National Park. i'm in okay wait where's that at Colorado. The saint the Well, I was gonna say, so Breeze in California, I'm in Vegas, you're in Texas. Somewhere along this line, we gotta find a place that's a hot spot for these areas that we can all meet at. You know what I mean? San
0: Luis Valley is 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 it. That's where I'm dying
1: to go. Let's let's plan this, this, you guys. that's the place to go. There's there's even a woman we did.
0: I I feel like there's a woman in the San Luis Valley that like set up a tourist trap of like, this is where the portals are. And you like come people come and give like offerings to whatever entities (gasps) come out of the portals. (gasps) That would be fun
1: to go see that though yeah Are you talking
2: about the UFO watchtower
0: no, no this is like a lady out in the I don't know field somewhere covered in what looks like trash it but me? it's like <laughs> awful, I don't know anyway yeah the That's San Luis Valley I would if you're into everything we just talked about especially the UFO fusion with all this I would really look into that area because it's super fascinating okay you so didn't
2: the... hear us cover it
0: yeah I've heard you guys now, I'm talking to your audience
2: Okay. All right. Let me rephrase that. If you guys
0: are into everything, you do not listen. Well, you you acted like you didn't know where it was a second ago. So, but no, she said she was
2: dying to go there. That was me. I didn't know.
0: (laughs) I don't even know the difference.
1: It's true. Wow. (laughs) All right. Okay. Um, So. We're going to plan this trip. This is a thing that we're going to do. Um, I think that this is like we have to at this point. Uh, Brie quit her job. She has no excuse to not travel the world anymore. I have a job that I can leave whenever I want. What about you, Bobby? Are you flexible?
0: Uh, he must yeah, be if make... he
1: takes cat naps all day. That's exactly. So we're going to
0: I can make you, something happen. That's
1: what I'm like we're going to plan this. All right. I think, I think we've talked for quite a long time tonight. So I think this mm-hmm. would be a good place to end it. So Bobby, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you online, where the podcast is, what the podcast is about all your social medias and your Patreon?
0: Well, if you've made it this far in this episode, <laughs> my name is Snotty Bobby. I'm the host slash co-host of a podcast called not for everyone podcast. And, uh, we do dip our toes sometimes in this subject matter, mostly because of me, because my co-host is a very angry, cynical man. Mm -hmm. Um, but really it's just about, we mostly talk, we cover like pop culture movie, mostly movies. The whole premise really is just like, we cover. a a silly or weird or cult movie of the past and kind of break it down as a way to explore our very flawed friendship Mm -hmm. that's not what I planned it to be but that's how it kind of evolved yeah Um, but it's highly offensive and it has a lot of smack talk like that's the whole appeal the whole entertainment value is just me and him talking smack to each other
1: i will say one of my favorite parts of your podcast is when it always gets to the very end and i always i can always tell like when you've had like too much to drink and you're just like you're letting the fucks fly you're like i don't give a shit about anything and those are some of my favorite moments of you when you're just completely unhinged and you're just like fuck the world
0: i think that that was uh, episode 100 that was our second to last episode that came out yes yes, uh, that was definitely um a a bottle of red wine went into that one. So. it
1: was good i loved it i think i remember texting you like damn i love drunk you that's my favorite yeah.
0: Yeah, Adam made me take a break and leave because he's like, You told me you're just slurring and not making any sense. So we need to like pause for 10 minutes and come back. I was like, Wow, thanks, mom. So,
2: (laughs) how funny! That's a vibe.
0: I don't think I did notice anything different listening to it, but whatever. That's what you're getting yourself into with the Not For Everyone podcast. It's on uh, Spotify, all that, everything. It's on everything. We're not on SoundCloud anymore, though.
1: And if you guys want to give him money, check out his Patreon.
0: Yeah, I don't like to ask for money and that's why i did it for you giving it a shot one tier to rule them all five bucks a month you get some extra content there you go. and then for everyone.
1: and if that's not enough for you i feel like you should start an OnlyFans account where you read maybe horror stories because you have a really good like uh radio voice maybe you oh, can wow, make a thanks. few dollars off that you know what i'm saying
0: do you think people <gasps> do you have to like do it with like
1: like, just your shirt off, maybe right. you know what I mean? No, or
2: I just wear a Bigfoot no right. outfit oh, a and Bigfoot like a bikini. Outfit. Well, um,
0: to give you a little baby tub, here's a little anecdote of what my podcast is all about. Uh, my co host gave me a gift, okay? Um, on the show a few months ago, I think it was for Christmas. Um, and I've been tempted to read it live on the Patreon, but it's basically uh, Bigfoot erotica, like erotic
3: oh, Bigfoot yeah.
0: stories which i i want to do because i think it would be funny but at the same time i've like read paragraphs of this book and i'm like i can't like i have a pretty depraved sense of humor <laughs> but like people actually get off on this shit. i'm just like yeah, i can't i just 100 i have to like almost work my courage up to, to do
1: i'm it. i'm saying i think you start you an only that. fans and i think you would make millions of dollars oh do you have the book over there let's see yeah, you have quite the the little like room in there. I like all the stuff on the I, wall. I hide it I love it. stuff.
0: I hide it. Yeah, um this is called Gonzo Bigfoot: A Love Story.
1: Oh wow! Um, I love those visuals. So
0: it is. Oh like, wow! It's very it gay. Is not vanilla. I like at it. All. No. No. So, all
1: right. I'm I'm obsessed with that. Send me some pictures of some of the pages. I want to see.
0: I will.
3: <laughs>
1: Are all right guys <laughs> we are gonna come back next week for this we don't know if we're gonna do it weekly bi-weekly we have no idea but you know we're, we're gonna definitely... record and do this this is episode one and you know we look forward to episode two and see where this new journey takes us with bobby we're like super excited to have you like yes. on board with us and doing this and it's interesting Wait, am to... I doing this
0: regularly now
1: yeah, I think so. Yeah, this is, is like we already
2: have the next yeah. one planned. Yeah, this is like we already have the next one planned. Remember you mentioning so I well. something like that? Yeah, it's like whatever. not a
1: joke. Like we're gonna do this. If you're in the calendar more than twice. It. Yeah, exactly. You're friend of the show. Wow. You're in now. But hey, I think it's a good opportunity for you to be able to talk about this stuff, and I think that you make me and Bree think about things in a different way. So it's a good conversation it, to have.
0: It's a super lonely world.
1: That's what we're be, here for.
0: To be no, you know what I mean? Like this is a yes. lonely interest.
1: Yes, hundred percent.
0: And uh yeah, you gotta have your cathartic therapy conversations where people don't think you're a ding.
1: Maybe girl. maybe we should start calling this like Bigfoot therapy. No, no, mm. I like cryptic corner. No, we like cryptic corner. Cryptic all right, guys. Corner. We love you all. Good night. We'll see you later.
2: Yes, thank you. Thank you, Bobby.
1: Thank you. Bye. You're, you're a blast.
2: Bye.